Pilot edition of Public Opinions uh, in at the side. Um, as always, you are joined by Scenario Neil, just myself tonight. Dom set me loose uh, on everyone. And uh, <laughs> we've also got Damien, uh, we've got Dave and we've got Rab um, all joining us again. Uh, thank you very much for joining us again, gents. Uh, what a weekend of rugby to talk about. I mean, as, I hope everyone's got a spare like four or five hours. Um, <laughs> you see the bag ready and hot chocolate and stuff. Um but yeah, um, so I mean, we'll, we'll jump straight into it because we've got a lot to talk about, obviously. Um, and as Dom's let me lose, I'm sh- he wouldn't let me normally. But um, I don't know if you noticed, my name's Scenario Neil. I've actually got a couple of scenarios for us at the end of this one. So uh, hopefully finish up a little bit fun. Uh, right, so Italy-Wales. Um, uh, obviously 7-48. Uh, Wales absolutely came out the blocks and, you know, took them apart. Um, you know, it was... In my opinion, it was a good game. Wales played very, very well. Um, I, I don't want. I want to stop myself every time I say something. It's it's kind of you want to say, but it's Italy, but it's Italy. But Wales played very, very well. Um, but it sort of I trailed off a little bit towards the end because it was so one-sided. I mean, what what were your opinions on that, Dave? Yeah, I agree there, Neil, because I thought the England-France game was on a different level altogether I thought it was just pure entertainment and it was it was great to see and um I know we'll come on to that game um in in a moment or two you know what this is this is funny right um I think I've said this before um as passionate as I am about my country mm-hmm. I still want to see a good game I hate seeing one-sided games um you know you 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 want to see entertainment, you want to see your side winning, but you want to see your side having to work for that win as well. And that's why, to be honest with you, um, you know, when New Zealand, and they still are in their pump, but when the All Blacks have been playing and beating everybody in sight, you know, it gets to Mm -hmm. about 60 nil and I'm bored and it's like 20 minutes to go. You know, you know what's going to happen. And there was part of me on Saturday wanting Italy to really show something in that second half, put up some fight. And they did a little bit, but you can't take away from the fact, as a lot of commentators have said, it was, you know, men against boys. It was it was almost a training session um, for Wales, you know, and, and has that prepared them well for Saturday? I don't know. It, it might have done. Uh, Wayne Pivak has, uh, you know, he obviously made all of his substitutions, you know, by about the 55th. 56th minute um, to keep everybody fresh. He's obviously got Saturday in mind. Um, but yeah, I, I remember actually coming on the podcast two or three weeks ago um, and we were doing the the Island, Scotland, England, France, Wales, Italy predictions. And I think I recall saying, and you can perhaps back me up here, Neil, that Wales have this thing that when they are expected to win well against teams like Italy, they somehow struggle. Um, and I was going for a 15 point margin of, of victory to Wales. Uh, and obviously it wasn't. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased for them that it wasn't. Uh, surprised, pleasantly surprised as well. But I, I just thought Wales, they played what was in front of them. You know, yeah. uh, unfortunately, a, a, you know, a poor Italian side when you've got players like Liam Williams, you know, running from deep in broken play, you know, and then you've got the support then of George North. At, an outside centre and his blistering runs and the nice, neat little offloads that you've got from, you know, Foxy at, inside him at 12, you know, those deft hands for him to score that try and, and Louis Reece Samet trying to break the 100-metre sprint record. Yeah. You, you know, your opponents are going to be in for a long afternoon. Um, stunning to watch as a Welsh supporter, obviously. Um, yeah. I, I just thought, again, George North was 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 great at 13 and that relationship that he's got with Jonathan Davis is is really starting to bed in now and you can see from Wayne Pivak that's what he wants going forward he wants he sees North as a as a 13. Josh yeah. Adams um, maybe he had a lesson at the end of the game in terms of how to ground the ball properly when he crosses the line for a try it was quite interesting actually I thought that that played on his mind in the second half you know I I saw a couple of forward passes there was a drop ball on a couple of occasions and I just think that that particular um that incident had, had played on his mind a bit and you know he needs to learn to let that go and just 
you know, he's 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 there because he's a he's a good player. You know, a mistake yeah. like that isn't going to get him dropped from the side. You know, so he he's he's got to clear that from his mind. But you know, bigger again, he had an easy ride orchestrating his his backs and 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 the forwards. The forwards thought that well, I mean, how often have we said that against an Italian side that's always, I suppose, prided themselves on on you know a great forward platform. But the Welsh forwards, I thought, had a had a joyous afternoon. What do we say about Tipperick and, and Falato, who I thought, well, again, Falato, barnstorming, man of the match. Um, yeah. he's, he must be he must be in the lion side this summer. Um, you know, and then you look again, Alan Wynn, great defence. He, he was the catalyst to stop Italy from going forward, I thought. Uh, Corey Hill almost scored a try. He's been out of the, you know, the team for, for a while. So, uh, you know, it didn't look like that. So, you know, these are all positives. Um yeah, a few negatives. I thought that the number of changes, well, you know, the changes that Wayne Pivak made, which were we got rid of all the bench halfway through the second half. I thought that sort of that broke up the, the the momentum of the game. It sort of stopped the flow a little bit. But obviously, he's got Saturday in mind. He had Saturday in mind, and 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 the plan was protect my my players for Saturday, give the bench a run out. Um, he's got options. You know, how often have, have, have we been able to say that? So, you know, all in all, um, a fantastic um, effort from them. Callum Sheedy, his first test try. Uh, I thought Hala Hala, when he came on, adapted to the pace of the game really well. So um, the positives far outweighing the negatives, but um, I want to see a strong Italy in yeah. the Six Nations. I know we will. We will get there. Franco Smith, love him. You know, you 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 felt for him on Saturday. Um, I just think with the right support, maybe he's gone back to square one. He's ripped up the form book and he said, "Look, you know, we're going to go through another couple of years of pain before we get to a level where we do start winning games regularly." But you know, you look at those stats, you can't deny. What is it? Um, no wins in Rome since 2013. No wins at all since 2015. That's a horrid stat that needs addressing, and it, it will get addressed. But overall, great for Wales. Sorry to the Italians. I love you dearly as a country. I love the Italian people. I want to see them performing well in the Six Nations because, you know, they're part of this tournament, even more so now with the investment that we've heard over the last uh, week or 10 days or so, you yeah. know, um, and, and, and I'm sure that they will come good. But, um, yeah, great win and roll on Saturday. Yeah, just, just before I move on to the other gents and ask their opinions on, on that game, I'm going to ask you one question. There's a yes or no answer. I want you to answer it's yes or no. Grandson. Yes, I've, okay. I've got to. I've, I've got to say yes. I've, okay. I've, I've got to. But with a proviso there, Neil, that is going to be a totally different game on yeah. Saturday night. There is nothing like playing a wounded French side, yeah. and they are wounded. We'll there is nothing like. On. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, Rab, have you got anything to add on that? Any, any views from the from the uh, Italy Wales game? Don't well, well, um, I, I, um, given a bit of a rep to uh, to Josh Navidi a couple of weeks ago, um, who I think has come on well. Um, now that he's free of injury and seems to be seems to be, I think he was good. He, he's a nice foil for Tipperick and um, and Falatau. Um, Falatau's hands as well as Bullock and Runs. He's got hands as well. That's that sets him on the plane for the Lions for me. Um, I mentioned it last time out. I thought uh, Ken Owens has been struggling of late, um, including the line out was a little bit wishy washy. But if you're going to, if you want to play yourself into some form, you go and play Italy. And Ken Owens, yeah, back in again and, and looking like. Looking like he's on the plane too. I think the best thing from Wales' point of view, no, no injuries, no, no real uh, injury scares. Um, question I'd ask, I'd like to see. I know Bigger's the boy at the minute. I'd love to see Shidi getting a start and and being that being the starting man because I think he actually brings a little bit more to the game. Um, I like him as a player again. We missed out on him with an Irish mum or an Irish dad. Or something. <laughs> um, um, Is it not that he brings on? He he comes on and um, 
you say he brings a different game, but is it only because he comes on at that time that he brings a different game and changes the tempo, or yeah, would I, you think he do that from the start? I would agree with you until yeah. you say, yeah, then look at how Bristol play. Yeah, the best, that's the best play. Yeah. And I'd say let him run the game the way Bristol run the game. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least have a go. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, again, I'd be careful of he gets thrown on at the end and he starts getting into that mindset. Mm. He's certainly a fine enough player um, yeah. to, 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 to not fall into that. But it's everyone else expecting him to do that. I'd, I'd like yeah. to see him start, but you can't break a winning team and they're the ones that are going for a grand slam. If you're asking me, no, they're not going to make it. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, oh. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to talk. I think last week or two weeks ago, we mentioned that we would love to see Italy be competitive for at least 20 minutes to 40 minutes. Mm. That didn't happen. Um, yeah, great try from Ioni, but that's individual performance. So it was a good try, but that's one-man performance. I'm just disappointed. I expected a good, you know, good 10 minutes, 15. That didn't happen. So frustrated for the coach, you know. He's probably thinking, where do I go from here? But yeah, look, it's Italy. you got to put a serious bonus point on them. They did it. So yeah, the test is next week really for them now. You know, you yeah. had a great week. Can you... Can you storm up to the French next week? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm also going to have to say no. Sorry for the French line either. <laughs> I mean, what a weekend to come down to. You know, two two possible contenders, three possible contenders of still winning the tournament, you know, all coming down to it on the final weekend. Um, you know, well, we'll get more into those games in a bit, obviously. But um, I have to say, one thing about Italy I was quite impressed with, they didn't, you know, they yes, they were beaten convincingly, but they didn't give up. You know, still toward them, still trying, still trying to... Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, to a certain extent of still trying to make ground and that sort of thing, but yeah, it was it was like like I say like like a training match almost. Look, um, we, we, are, to, we are talking about professional players giving up is it's not an option. It is you know what I mean. No. We are talking about still professional A grade players, so the giving yeah, up yeah. option is not even quantifies. I'm just surprised yeah, yeah. that we haven't seen another progress through the week. It doesn't matter the scoreboard; it's just. There hasn't been a progress in how they play. That's what's been disappointed. That's all. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. That's a fair point. Right. Um, so uh, we'll go on to the next game. So we had uh, England versus France. Now, obviously, 23 20 to England. Um, I mean, what a hell of a game. I mean, we were talking about this briefly before we, we came onto the call, and I came in. 10 minutes late I was just like oh didn't realise the time I won't miss anything and it was 7 all and I was like Jesus like what the hell's going on here um, and it was just wall to wall stuff like such such a good game but I mean Damon we're going to from yourself first you know what, what were your views on it what, what, what did you think of it yeah what a start um, I think I just cracked my first beer when uh, Antoine Dupont scored his try so I think that yeah. went half of it went to the roof but uh, <laughs> no, what, a, what a fantastic start from them Um and then England replying straight away. You know, I think as soon as they scored, we all kind of asked the question, oh, here we go. Are we in for uh, for 15 all, or is England going to shape up? And they did. You know, yeah. I think um, started up front, you know, the forward pack actually is the first time that I've seen England forward pack really dominating, be back to dominant front in the line-out, causing French hassles in the first half in the line-out. Um, yeah, and the scrum strong as well. They did consider a few penalties, but look, in a scrum in our days, you both said I got to concede a few penalties. But uh, yeah, no, English back really standing up, mm. backs looking solid, and it was just positive rugby. That's what was entertaining, just entertainment, positive rugby from both sides, uh, really engaged, really positive. No, it was just delightful to uh, delightful mm. rugby to see from first to 80th minutes, really delightful. Yeah. Did you think, Damien, that England's defence was that sort of in-your-face defence? Because I, I, watching that game, and they were just literally as if England were, well, I thought, where the heck has this performance come from? You know, Eddie Jones must have had some extra strong porridge for breakfast because, <laughs> you know, England's defenders, they were like knocking France back all the time, and that was caused in the errors. And, you know, it was just hard, physical, in-your-face in defence, wasn't it? Yeah, no, that's right. It's, it's just... It's been missing, hasn't it? We have spoken about that. That just that fight from the English from where's it been? You know, mm. like they're just lacking that power, that hunger for the game, and they were right up there where they belong and where they should be. You know, so it's yeah. great to see. It was great to see two great nations having a go. It was fantastic. 
Yeah, I thought it was a great performances on on both sides, obviously. But you know, but there, there were some that shone that that previously in a pre- few weeks, yeah, previous few weeks, you kind of been like, oh, he's been off his game. I wouldn't pick him. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden, everyone seemed to switch on, you know, for the one game, and it was just like, right, why could we, you know, do that at the start of the tournament? Every team I want about it would have been a hell of a tournament, you know. It seems everyone comes into just- it the last two games, you know. I would just there was no way though that the pace yeah. could have been sorry. Sorry, I would just point out for the one thing that I'm a little bit disappointed on the French side is I don't think Galtier um used the substitute early enough. I think mm. he waited a little bit too long. He has some fantastic players on the bench that that have yeah. X factors, one of them being Roman Tamak. I know he hasn't played for two months. I know Jalibi is being amazing, but Intermac can basically have the whole backline. So I'm just a little bit disappointed. Walkie was a fantastic um um flanker, hasn't been put on early enough. Kami Shaw is a fantastic hooker, bursting mm-hmm. with energy, which what we needed, maybe a little bit of impact. I'm just a little bit disappointed I didn't put them on, but look, it's a learning curve for them, a young fresh out, a young coaching team as well. So hopefully they learn and we move on from the end. If we want to be a top three, top top in the world, we've got to be closing out those matches. The last yeah. 10, 15, we've got to close them. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you think that England shot France? Because obviously France will be watching the, the previous performances and sort whatever, but... No, I, I think just thought... I think we, we knew. We spoke about the wounded dog. We, we knew there was coming up for it. I think they knew. It's just the real England. We yeah, saw yeah. England play rugby the way they yeah. do. No, it was a, like you say, it was a pleasure to see. I mean, it, it's even from, you know, outside fans, like, I like to see a good game of rugby, like the next guy. You know, I don't care if it's a winning game, losing game. As long as it's a good game, it's, it's all good. And if we can have that every year, that, that's brilliant. You know, it's only going to improve every, every one of the nations in the Six Nations if we keep playing at that sort of standard. I mean, do, what were your thoughts on it, Rab? Did you see the game? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought a thoroughly proper test match, pro- really proper hammer and tongs game. Loved yeah. it. Um, thought Young's had his best game for England in a long time because he varied his game. He, he, he had a few snipes, a couple of little box kicks. And and he didn't take his step, which he usually his little sideways step before he lets his pass go, and as a result, brought the the back line in a little bit more. Um, didn't think Farrell done anything special for me, mm. but then I'm comparing him to Henshaw and um, Foxy Davis as a as a twelve for the Lions. Oh, I don't know. Mm. However, he is a leader and he led his team. Um, the guy who isn't can't play for the Lions, but who is such a wonderful player is that guy Alfiku. He just <laughs> yeah, he does he, he, he does everything well. He yeah. doesn't seem to make mistakes or any mistake he, mistakes he makes, they don't seem to get punished. He seems to have the balance and that the, to recover from them. I think he's a hell of a player. And he's 27. Um, but he seems he's to <laughs> he seems to have been around forever. Yeah, and I. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember, I couldn't remember him lining them up against O'Driscoll and uh, uh, oh, what's his name, Darcy, when we Darcy, were playing yeah. for Leinster and he was running out up in, a, in a European Cup match. Um, <laughs> we else did like oh, by the the loose head prop. Oh my word! Every, <laughs> every time he, he what if he just bump bump bump. Him and Tag Furlong, I think, have been um, comparing notes and having chats and stuff. Like that. Um, Get onto Twinkle Toes in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still have question marks over, uh, what's his name? Elliot Daly. Still trying to figure out what he brought to the game mm. and what he was, what they brought him on for. Uh, I like the look of the new guy at fullback. He seemed pretty decent. Yeah. Um, Watson looked great. Thought the English forwards, yep, he was right to go with with, with Kyle and Dickey. Um It was it was just it was so. I think the French missed Larue. Yeah, I think they really missed him because he's so he's a destroyer and he gets stuck in and all the rest of it. But he's so precise. He just seems he ties up the ball. He slows opposition ball down and doesn't get nailed for it. Or doesn't seem to. Um, I think Valemza missed him. The other big guy, Tata Fuwadil, whatever his name is, impressive, <laughs> but not as not not as precise, you know. Um, but 
fine game. I don't think I think the French will take something from that. I think they will take and it will stand them in good stead. The next time they play a game like that, I don't think they will lose it next time. Um, and again, because they, as I was talking earlier, they didn't because they didn't play Scotland two weeks ago. I think they missed that. I think they had a little bit of rustiness, a little bit of fatigue, perhaps, or yeah. the wrong chops or the wrong options under pressure in the last sort of five, ten minutes. But yeah, fine, fine game, great game. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, and hopefully there's more to come. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Dave, anything to add to that? Very little. All I was going to say just now, um, uh, as Damien was speaking, was I, I just thought there's no way on earth that both of these sides can maintain this level of pace through the second half. And, and as we saw, you know, the pace dropped off a little bit because the first half was just literally helter-skelter. But it, yeah. you know what? It was helter-skelter and it was controlled rugby. It wasn't, yes. you know, error-strewn, mistake mm. after mistake, just literally see what happens. It was it was controlled rugby, played Precise, at pace, yes. which was yes. just absolutely fabulous to watch. I think that's probably the best Six Nations game mm. that I've mm. seen for, for many a year. And And... And you know what? I, I think the I was a bit quizzical, actually, and I'm sure this is for another podcast. If you talk about bonus points, I was a little bit quizzical about, you know, when they introduced bonus points into the Six Nations. Personally, I think it's probably the best thing they've done because it's brought the game alive. It, it, it asks teams to go out and score tries. Crikey, Wales yeah. have scored 17 already, you know, which, which has equaled, I think, their Six Nations record. You know, and a, a good tournament would have been for them to score maybe, you know, half of, of, of that number. So yeah. I think the bonus point system um, has made games more exciting. But as, as Rab has just said, Fabulous entertainment. We knew the pace would drop off in the second half, so it proved. But I tell you what, the pace may have dropped a bit. The the quality most most certainly didn't. And I, I and I'm just thinking, quirkily as well, was that a game that that France lost? That actually, and Rab's just picked this up too. Uh, actually, it's not that important that they've lost it. It's actually probably done them more good that mm. they have lost it, and they know what needs to be put right for for their. Yeah. Next game. That's oh, right. look who they're playing next. <laughs> it That's always right. happens. I just take on one thing you say, where I actually loved is that for me on Saturday was a massive transition for the French side, where they're able to play this French flair attacking attack, but it's controlled. Yeah, and that's what's yeah. been missing. We they've always had we've always had that French initiative, but it's never it's being erratic. It's being mm. throw the ball away, and then you have two great tries, but you throw away five interceptions at the same time. So that, that, but, but that try off first phase of the line out. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. Outstanding. Three passes. That's, yeah. that's control. That's what's being missing. The little, the yeah. little subtlety of control. That's what's being missing. And is that, has that been brought in from Galti? Because he seems to have just calmed everything down, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be fancy or uh, it just that's needs right. to have to be done precisely and at pace. That's right. That's, that's, right. that's basics. Yeah. That's it. Just do them well and do them at pace. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. That's what French have always been known for back in the day. You know, it's, it's the flair. And like you say, it's dangerous now they've got the flair, but can control it. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, this is only a, still a very, very young French side. So yeah. I think, you know, they're serious contenders for the next World Cup, which is obviously in France. Yeah. You know, so... You know, and again, Max Max it. Malins had a great game. Rab picked it up. No, you yeah, know, the, the fullback. Yeah, I thought Max yeah, Malins had a terrific game at, yeah. at 15. Thought he played really yeah. well. Love him. Yeah, no, yeah, look, I mean, this, uh, well, he, there's no one flying English flag, but uh, England was outstanding. Look, you got to get to them. It's, it's hard to mentally, physically, you've done and dumps, stand up mm. to a young, energetic franchise who comes out and scores a try off the basically off the kickoff. So that shows oh, yeah. a lot of character on the English side. I think they, they've got to be proud of themselves too. Because it was yeah, a test for them. Yeah, proper test, man. Right, speaking of good players. Right, I, I really, one, one more last thing. Yeah, I really sorry. like that Bryce Duller, the, the yeah, French fullback. The French fullback. Mm. Well, he had, he had made a breakthrough when he was younger, and then he had issues, personal issues, and then late now, he's actually close to his 30s now. He just made a fantastic comeback. Oh, really? Oh, wow. yeah. oh right, right. Oh, I thought he was oh, a fight, cracking player, having a really yeah. good season. Good yeah. form, yeah. 
No, so, uh, yeah, speaking of good games then, let's um, go on to the Sunday game. Scotland versus Ireland. Scotland 24, Ireland 27. Now, this come down to the last few minutes as well, a few decisions and that sort of thing. I mean, uh, who wants to... Uh, What's the, oh, I guess we'll go. We'll go to Rab. Obviously, hasn't been Scott. Would you want to take the lead on this one, mate? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I well, uh, beforehand, I was um, hopeful, not confident. Then I seen the teams, and I thought, "Ooh, we could be in with a shot here." I thought our bench was stronger, um, and then when we started. And we had that degree of control. I, I, I was relaxing. Yeah. To, to whatever, maybe load me into a false sense of security. Uh, but what that game showed is that no matter how well you might play, if you don't get your basics right and you're not clinical, mm. you will struggle. And that's the case from both teams. Um, Ireland, how do you kick away a 14 14 point lead, 24 10, and you are in control and cruising. Yeah. Ireland should, we should not have lost that. We had to win that game twice. Yeah. We won it at 24 10, <laughs> and then we had to win it again at 24 and, all. And just, oh, wow. Um, sort of made more of a spectacle of it, didn't they? <laughs> well, uh, from pluses from our point of view, uh, was the control that we had up front. Um, I thought the the Farrell made the right call, or it was proven to make the right call with regards to the forwards putting Herring in there. Herring hit, I think he hit every single line out. Uh, George Turner hit twenty five percent of his. Therein lies that we should have been far far out of sight. That in itself tells you that Ireland didn't actually play that well. Mm. Uh, we still have problems. At various points, um, we we started wobbling. We reverted back to tight, and Gibson Park started just hoying the ball up in the air again. Um, yeah. Although we did score from it, I thought Henshaw was fantastic. I thought Henderson was great again. Uh, Tag Furlong's twinkle toes was just <laughs> amazing. Um, our scrum, well, we need to work on it. Still not. We're still not there on that yet. Mm-hmm. Tag Burn again showing that he is an international player without a doubt. Um, the worry is about um, Ryan, who is out for next week now because he's failed his protocols. Um, Ringrose is hurt, so we've got Aki coming in and Henshaw going to thirteen apparently, um, and James Lowe. Uh, I've got written down. Pardon my French. What the F? Then actually yeah, yeah. after it says no, actually, what the WTAF, what the actual... <laughs> what are we doing with him there? We have at least four better wingers in Ireland at the minute than him. Um, while he might play well for Leinster, he just is not an international class. He no. falling off tackles, missing tackles, completely wrong positioning, just... Uh, no, I'm not having him. Not having him. Uh, big reps up as well. Again, I keep saying it. Paul O'Connell. Mm. Uh, just you can see our our work. Uh, defensive lineouts. Um, the point of our of our uh, rocks much much better. The focus going way beyond giving the the scrum a half a better time or an easier time. Having said mm. all that, that will probably all fall off because we like to kick the ball off the park and so do England. And when we come to play England this Saturday, England, their pack are just that little bit too too big for us to bully. Um, so <laughs> that while it's a win and I'll take it, it's not a one swallow doesn't doesn't make a summer. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, we still have problems. Yeah. And I mean... In terms of the game as a whole, I mean, I I, um, I didn't see it all, I must admit. I watched the highlights, but I, I heard about it. But it looked a hell of a close game. And uh, you've got to give a salute to, you know, uh, Finn Russell, for example. You see that? that I mean, it was a lucky try, the bounce and where it, it came off. Uh, he didn't score it, by the way, Neil. He didn't score it, you know that. Yeah, no. You know, he didn't ground he didn't. it. If you go look at the video, he never grounded the ball. I thought he placed it straight down, so I watched it twice. Did you? I, I, thought, I thought he did ground it anyway. Oh, right. No, I could be wrong. It's been known. I, I'm just um, joking. No, yeah. I mean, the scoreboard said five points. Say again. 
The scoreboard said five points. Exactly. 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 But the athleticism of Finn Russell to chase, to keep chasing that and just keep his eyes on it and get the, you know, what a try that was. And I'm just, I, I'd be gutted to see Scotland not come away with something this in second place or something like that because they play so well. So well. But it's um, just... I read about, I read about uh, all the thing in Ireland was that, that we were talking them up. Yeah. And, then I can't remember who it was, but one of the Scottish ex-players said, "Oh no, Scotland will beat themselves." Mm. No, um, no. Now, w- what happened? And I, I think that we shouldn't. We should also keep one eye on how the Scottish backline was decimated by injuries. They had they had a, a, the reserve scrum half mm. flying about like a little gnat on the sides of scrums and malls for about the last ten minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? So don't take any, you know, Ireland shouldn't be taking any great reps from um, from beating that team by three points yeah. when they should have, when they were 14 points in front and should have closed the game out. Yeah. England, France, Wales would all have closed that game out. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, comment. Yeah, comment. And I mean, any other positives from the Scottish side? I mean, uh, let's see, it's, it's, I mean, coming, come down to that kick, but do you think they, they're going to, Go into next weekend, go all guns blazing, or do you think it's uh, sort of a done deal for Scotland now? Oh, I think the way that Italy have been, Neil, for a start, I don't think they'll cause Scotland any problems. I think no. Scotland will want to put right the wrongs of, of last Saturday. Um, a positive being 24 10 down, that game could have could have been taken away from them. That could have been 35, 40 points yeah. to 10 if Ireland had, mm. you know, had their game heads on. I was yeah. quite surprised with Scotland, actually, in a way, given that they've had um, an extra week or two because of the, you know, uh, postponed French game from a couple of weeks ago. And I, I was a little bit surprised that they didn't come out all guns blazing. But as we said, you know, so far this evening, maybe a little bit of rustiness. I don't know. Yeah. Ireland, to me didn't get out of second gear. They didn't need to, no. you know, if, if they'd been in full flight, they, they could have put 30 points on Scotland. So in terms of... My only worry is that they're stuck in second gear and can't get out of it. Mm. Yeah. Different... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> broken gearbox, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am hard to please, to be fair. <laughs> we, we all are, Rob. But, um, yeah. you know, I yeah, I, I, I just think, Neil, given their performance against us, that the way they, they defended and beat England, I was a little bit surprised that they haven't carried that momentum on. And, you know, yeah. they've got a supposedly an informed France to play now on the, on the final new weekend, which by yeah. all accounts could well be the weekend after next. But, yeah won't pose any problems or Italy won't pose any problems for them on, on Saturday. No, no. If, if I can just take uh, one thing on Scotland here. I think Finn Russell and their coach Townsend represent the whole thing about Scotland. They're right. such a maverick team at the moment where they got spurred with the outstanding and Finn Russell is that the epitome of that. Yeah. This yeah. passion you play where he's the best player in the world and he just, and his other passion where he disappears and mm. kicks the penalty. I think they, that's when they tied up a penalty where they can kick it to the five, he kicks it out to the full. Yeah, you know, it's things like that where you you can then take control of the game, but because you know you're a bit of a maverick and that's the way you play, and which is great, there is great side mm. to it, but mm. that, that's just, that's the flip side of the coin, I think. And I think, I think yeah, on Saturday they got the flip side of the coin of the maverick. Yeah. He, he, he reminds me in a way, um, Finn Russell of of Colin Stevens, who, who used to be a, a a Welsh number ten many many years yeah. ago. And I don't mean this in any disrespect because I can't play the game, but I love watching it. So I've never been tried and tested yes. under pressure of kicking penalty goals. But um, uh, Colin Stevens, love him. If he made a mistake, he'd, he'd you know he'd, he'd make a howler. And I think that's the same with with Finn. If Finn makes a mistake, it just doesn't shave the upright. It goes about five miles to the right or That's to the right. left. And, 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 and his errors are, are you know, are, are really quite, quite um, marked. But does that say something about Scottish rugby at the moment in terms of that he is, will be always picked by, by Gregor Townsend? He was desperate enough to, to, to get him back when they had that falling out last yeah. year or, or the year before. So, um you know, I think he, he he blows more hot than he does cold, Finn mm. Russell. But again, one of those players that I that I love to watch. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, would yeah. you would you take him as a Lions player, knowing that he could blow hot and cold? And you know, it's a series on the line. Yeah, is he mm. the right person to fly off then? I, I do you know? To be honest, Damien, at the moment, I don't think I would. 
at the moment. When well, you we'll consider when, when, when you we might have some uh, sort of scenario to do with that later on, possibly. Oh, sorry, mate. Oh, sorry, mate. No, it's all good. Um, but yeah, um, so let's let's have a look at um, at next week's decider games. You know, this is like the you know the decider weekend. So you've got Scotland, France, and Wales all with this, all still within a shout. I can't even speak. All within a shout of winning the Six Nations. Wales, obviously, Grand Slam possibility. Um, let's so let's look at the first game: Scotland versus Italy. Is that a foregone conclusion? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolute whitewash. Are we thinking? Especially after last week, near a loss of Scotland, definitely. Yeah, yeah. What was uh, we talking? Fifty points by fifty, something like that. Yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. be done by half time. Fair yeah, enough. fair enough. I mean, I like to, I like to be wrong. Uh, I like them to yeah. make a game of it, obviously, but I don't see it. it like you say, Scotland. Not on the last week, no. Not on the last week. And, and um, you know, Scotland are going to have to win by quite a few. If Wales, the only way they can win it still is if Wales lose, and they're going to get a certain more points than France, haven't they? So.
Dave had almost you know perfect performance up until yeah, they've played really well. They've you know played with flair, comfortable, and they've had that knocked out of them a little bit, I think. And I think Wales are going the other way. They kind of you'll forgive me for saying Dave, not struggled through games, but kind of you know got through one way or another and that sort of thing. But look, the Saturday just gone was one of the well, the first game of Wales actually just went for it. Um, so they'll be bouncing off that. So I, I hate to say it because I've got a lot of Welsh friends and I'm never going to hear the end of it. Certainly say it, Neil, say for, it. For, for a year. But I, uh, I think Wales might, Wales might do the Grand Slam. Has it heard that much, Neil? Gee. I think, that, I think Wales <laughs> might do the Grand Slam. That's my... <laughs> yeah, I know I said it. Um, but no, that's just my gut feeling. Um but I mean, I know what, what are your boys' thoughts, Dave? What, what do you think? The uh, I again, I, I I think it'll be. Do you know what we say? We think this game will be a great game, and that game will be a great game. And not every game has been a terrific international when when a side yeah. has been going for the Grand Slam because there is so much at stake. But yeah. very interestingly, on on Saturday, for example, just going back quickly to England France, not once in the second half. Did France get into England's 22 with ball in hand, which I find absolutely extraordinary. So if you're asking Wales what it is they need to do on Saturday to try and win the game, deny the French ball in your own 22. If you can do that, if you can get in their faces and knock them back and cause errors, you've got a really, really good chance. And again, I think it's down to this aggressive defence, which partly won England the game on on Saturday. I think Wales have got to be in their faces all the time. You know, they've got some master tacticians in that side. Jonathan Davis, Justin Tipperick um, and and, and Faletau of, of, of ripping ball. You know, we, we've seen what Jonathan Davis can do in midfield, you know, and, and if they can do that again on Saturday, they've they've got a chance. Um, France, again, conceded 16 turnovers on Saturday against England. That's on that it, is, it is, Rab. You know, so again, if, if Wales can force that, again, we've got a chance. The big question is, what's the first 20 minutes going to be like? You know, and will France have a bit of a hangover from that defeat? I... Do you know what? This time, I don't think they will. I just mm. don't think they will. I think Galti has instilled in them. Um, we've talked about this calming presence. You know, forget what's gone on in the past. We're playing controlled rugby now. And and I think, and knowing as well that they've still got Scotland to play, don't forget, France have still got uh, potentially a say in this championship. You know, beat, beat, beat yeah. Wales on Saturday, win the game. You know, and then potentially a bonus point win against Scotland. It comes down to points difference. So there's still quite a bit to play for. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, Wales are going to do it. Obviously, realistically, I, oh, I, do you know what? I wouldn't be at all surprised. It's a two, three point win for the French. I, I just, I wouldn't be surprised. But momentum's with us. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say yes as a as a as a loyal Welsh supporter. Um realistically with my rugby head on. Um I I I do you know what? I just have a sneaky, sneaky feeling that France may spoil our party. Yeah. Just a sneaky that. feeling. What what about you, Damien? Is it Ali Le Blue? <laughs> Look, um I'm just hoping to see a bit of a reaction. I think it's gonna be a lot tighter than this weekend. I think knowing the stake for both sides, you know, I think it might be a little bit more of a closed game than we think. Mm. Um, I'm just secretly hoping to have a bit of a different selection. I'm hoping yeah. they're going to go for a Jalibert Intermac 10-12 combination and push Fiku on the wing, uh, simply because of the kicking game and having to be able to counter their kicking game. Um, just because on the wing, Teddy Thomas is being a bit of a liability on defence. So I think... Bernard Leroux possibly coming back as well would be a massive impact. I just think it's going to have a lot to do during the week preparation, but it's going to be one of those, I would say, three-point either way. It's going to be one of those. Yeah. I'm just hoping yeah. that France can finish the last 15 better than it did, but otherwise, yeah, it's going to be a cracker, I think. And I don't know who the referee is as well, because whoever the ref is has a bearing on 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 how the games are played. I, you know, I, I'm guessing it's probably Andrew Brace of Ireland or, or, or Wayne Barnes or even Mike Adamson of Scotland. I've not seen much of Mike Adamson, but if, if, it, if it's, you know, if it's Wayne Barnes, you know, he, he, he likes to try and keep the game flowing. And I think the ref makes 
you know, the games these days as as well, going back to the, you know, that Springbok New Zealand game that Nigel Owens ref and you didn't you didn't know who the ref was, and that's how the ref should be. And exactly. I, you know, and I think the referee will will sort of whoever it is, hopefully will 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 make a great game. I want it to be a great game. Of course I do. Um and and I just hope of of Damien's selections don't take place on Thursday <laughs> or Friday. And uh, and we go we we you know we get a chance. Uh, but no um Great game, and I actually also think as well, Neil, that if 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 Wales lose, mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I this is another thing you say. I don't think there's any pressure. We're not expected. Ireland were favourites against yeah. us. Scotland were favourites against us. England were favourites against us. Yeah. France, without a doubt, are favourites against mm-hmm. us. So the pressure's off. And mm-hmm. if I was Pivac, I'd be saying, do you know what, boys? We actually we shouldn't be here in this mm-hmm. position. We should be maybe third or fourth, mm. maybe lower, go out and have a great game and enjoy it. And that's when a team can be really, really dangerous because they could try moves and they could come off. So yeah. I'm really looking forward. If this finishes 40-35 on Saturday night, even to France, mm. I'll, I'll go to bed with a big smile <laughs> on my face. I really will. Because I would have seen a great game of rugby. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, what, what about yourself, Rob? What do you think? Um... um I kept saying the whole way through with Wales, I'm still not impressed. I'm still not impressed because I'm a, I'm an outbugger, hard to please. And I kept kept thinking to myself, oh, wait until they come up against, wait until they come up against England. The front row will sort them out. Didn't happen. Wait until that. And, and I, I don't want to say it now because I'm thinking, well, every, they've met every challenge so far. You can only keep what's in front of you. I think Wales would be going into this game Oh, boy, full of confidence. But I think they'll be aware that, again, the French forwards ask so much of you. I'm looking forward, really looking forward to the tussle between Olivon and um, and, and, and uh, Falatao, uh, the two eights. Um, I, I can't call it. It, it. Either way... Either way, five points, less than five points either way. But I'm go is it in Paris? Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with France then. Sorry, I'm gonna go with I I just think France might just might just edge it. However, uh I I yeah, I can see Wales having enough nose, enough enough nose in those possessions with Ken Owens, Alan Jones. Tips, uh, bigger George North, even who's a hundred cameras. There's a real spine of experience mm. and nose through that team. Um, yeah. and it wouldn't surprise me to see them to see them pulling out of the bag. Yeah, no, I, I mean, if we if we do it, would, would would this be is a question to you? Would this be the most unlikely grand slam, though? Would this be the most ridiculous grand slam? Oh yeah, I, I think so. If you if you look at as of prior to week one of the of Six Nation, if you had to put money on Wales, I don't think many people would have. Yeah, no. So early yeah, in the I, rebuilding I, process, so early in Wayne Pivak's era, so early after Warren Gatland. Yeah, that's unheard of, isn't it? It's yeah. well, I just think it's it's part of the course for the the last year and a half we've been facing, Dave. To be honest, I think it suits COVID perfectly. I think it's just as absurd. And um, <laughs> as, long as, we can, as soon as we can get back to normal, no, but I, I, I know what you mean. It's, it's, yeah, it, I don't think it's absurd because, like you say, you can only do what's in front of you, you can only play by the decisions that are put in front of you, and vice versa. And Wales have done that, and like Rob said, met every single challenge come their way. And if they do win the Grand Slam, no one can ever take it away from me. It's, it's yeah. Grand Slam to Grand Slam. You, but you Wales have always on. had this, this, this pattern where they've been dreadful in the autumn where they may have mm. scraped a win against one of the big sides. And then all of a sudden, January the 1st, bing, they've been reborn. <laughs> and they're playing yeah, a yeah. different brand of, of rugby. And yet following on from that Six Nations, the following autumn, they'll go back to sleep again. And then come the new year. And it's like playing in peaks and troughs, you mm. know? And so if you go by that logic and that judgment, yeah, you know, here comes another Grand Slam on Saturday night. But in reality... Yeah. Too close, too close to call. Too close yeah. to call. Come on, Dave. You've got your C-shirt printed already, haven't you? 
<laughs> you know me too well, Neil. <laughs> but I, I like I say, have you know they they shouldn't be in this position. I think they know that themselves. But again, that could make them a really dangerous proposition. Yeah, yeah. So, Damien, good luck for Saturday. It's going to be a cracker. I can't wait. Yeah, Fingers no, crossed. It's, uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's going to be a really one of the most exciting final game weekends of you know going going forward. And it's good to see that it's not just the usual suspects up there. You know, England have had a, a shocker this Six Nations. You know, um, other than the game just gone, but it's it's you know, I'd rather have a shocker in the Six Nations and win the next World Cup, if I'm honest. Um, but I don't see that at the moment with England <laughs> playing. But right, um, so I'll get on to uh, a couple of scenarios I've been sort of toying over. So right, uh, I've taken over world rugby. I've decided we're doing away with lions. We're doing away with all that. We're going to do a, like a it's like a lions, but for the Six Nations. Um, and you can only select a maximum of two players from each team from each country. Um, and yeah, basically you've got to select ten players. Um, and you literally got a maximum of two from every team. Who do you pick? Right, who wants to take it up first? Jeez. Which position do we pick? So it is, we're going to treat it as uh, you're going to need, you need at least two forwards, you need three forwards, and you've got to pick 10 players. But you can only have two players from every team. We'll just do it as a seven. So you have the three forwards as if. It goes up like that in the sevens, and then you get, um, uh, yeah, the yes. players basically the backs. The best so three forwards in the tournament. Say again. So the best three forwards in the tournament. So yeah, best three forwards in the tournament. Bear in mind, you can only have uh, two maximum from any team, and then backs effectively. And this so is from your own team, Neil. Is it? Is what so? This is from your own team. You've got to pick uh, you can from. only have no. You can only have a maximum of two players from any country. You've got to select ten players, and the three of them have got to be forwards. Anything. And we got to pick ten players. Yeah. So this is for seven. This is the sevens team we're, we're making. I've completely broken all the rules. I've uh, okay I've just uh, destroyed world rugby basically and said, right, we've uh, got to play. We've got to play sevens from now on. I just thought it'd be interesting if you could only select two players from a, a certain team, who you would pick, who you would leave out. Because, I mean, let's be honest, I, even as an England fan, I could probably pick four or five from the Wales squad that I think deserve a place on there. Um, England, I could probably pick the same. France, probably the same. Even, I mean, uh, Italy, there's a couple of players in there that I think could, uh, could do some damage. So, sorry, Neil. I'm 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 a bit thick tonight. So you no, want ten, you want ten players yeah. from Damien, Rab, and myself. Do you ten? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And but two of them must be forwards. Uh, three of them. So it's, imagine it's a sevens team. You've got a squad of ten. You've got three forwards to play against three forwards, and then you've got the majority uh, of a seven. So you've got three. Uh, well, then you've got seven left, haven't you? But you can only pick two players from each team. Who would you pick? Who would you pick from? Right, let's just break it down easier. You can only pick two players from Wales to go to the Lions, right? Uh, right. But you've got to pick two from every country. Who would you pick? All oh, right. So, so yeah, okay. So two from Wales, two from Scotland, two from yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's probably I've just explained that terribly. Uh, Don will pull me up on that. Oh. <laughs> um. All right, I've got my 10. I've got my seven's team. Right, go for it. So my starting seven is a Tavern. I think he's been the best forward in the tournament, personally. Yeah. Um, you got to have Maroi Toje, because, just because of what he brings in general. you got to yeah. have him. And um, I'm going to go Chiprick. It was between Farah Farata and Chiprick, but just Chiprick has got a bit more X-factor, a bit more running on the pop. I know Farata was outstanding, but Tips does... And he's a good link between backs and forwards as well. So I'm going to give it to him. Obviously, at nine, there is no better than Dupont. So it will be him, obviously. At, at no. uh, 10, or first receiver there, I'll go for Jelly Bear the best. I think he's been the best 10 at the tournament of French Fluff. It could yeah. have been Tamak as well, but he's been out. <laughs> and uh, outside him, I went for George North, who's I think he's been the most lethal centre. And um, mm. in a wing, it could have been many. But because um, there's been only one English, I went for Watson. 
I felt bad for the English. I gave them a second pick. Nice, nice. Okay. Anyone got any majorly def differing sort of uh, selections from that? Is there a, would you agree uh, with the uh, the Welsh pick, Dave? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, but I'm still picking my ten at the moment. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. No, I, I kind of sprung this on you, but this is kind of what I wanted because it's you know if you can prepare for it, it's too easy. So uh, that's why I throw this one. The next one's very quick and easy. Um, um, so I, I've I've slotted Hamish Watson in there. Ooh. Right. Yes. Uh, along with um, tips on Tag Burn, uh, I've got Callum Sheedy, Robbie Henshaw, mm -hmm. Gal Ficou, uh, Antoine Dupont, Dupont, uh, Anthony Watson. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, I've still got two more to pick. Bloody hell. Uh, Oh, I've got an English man. Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh. Uh, oh, well, I'll I'll throw. I oh, know I've got two Welshmen in already. I'll throw. Um, I'll throw youth a Bowen, Max Malins, one show, <laughs> and I'll throw him in. I don't mind. <laughs> what about Vakatawa? No one thinking about Vakatawa. Oh no! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> I know, he's only come back. I know he's only just come back, but we know what he's capable of, don't we? Yeah. yeah. I've got I've got room for another Scottish man, so I, I've got to put... Put a Finn. Finn, a bit of an X-Factor. Ah, see, no, well, I, it's a toss-up between Van der Merwe and... Um, yeah. and, and, and Although uh, it was quiet on the weekend, to be fair. Van der Merwe was... was. I, 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 thought, I, thought we kept, I thought Keith Earls kept them very well. I thought Keith Earls had a very good game, actually. Is, that not, is it not because... I thought personally, I've always thought he was very one dimensional. So eventually they know what you're about because what else, is, you know, he's fast, he's strong, but he is a little bit one dimensional when he touches the ball every time. So one now that he's played four, five, six tests, people know how, they, how he's playing. Yeah, yeah, perhaps so. Yeah, yeah, perhaps so. I don't know. This is just my opinion. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, no it's, good to, it's good to hear. And then, uh, what about yourself, Dave? You, uh, how are you getting on? Yeah, I think I've, I've I think I've got ten written down here. Um, I've just heard the word. Let's give youth a chance here, and I've thrown in Louis Rees Samet. Yeah, um, I agree with that. <laughs> I I just think that kid, if he can stay injury free, is like dynamite. To be honest with you, mm -hmm. um, Win Jones, I think, has had an incredible Six Nations, so he'd be another pick of mine. Yeah, um, and I should be choosing tips, really, shouldn't I? I should, but you know what? I just think Falatau has eclipsed him this season on the basis of his runs, of his carrying. He, that man is on fire at the moment, and so he just he just inches it. I've gone for a toje as well. I thought. Uh, again, going back to Saturday, I thought he refound his um, his discipline. I thought he yes. had a it was a completely different game. And if he can, you know, if you can learn like that, I think that's that's half the battle. So uh, for me, Louis V. Summit, Falatau, Win Jones, Itoje. I've gone for Ty Byrne as well. Um, Robbie Henshaw, Anthony Watson, who I think um, will. I mean, he's you know he's well. Bar the odd game here and there, he's, he's always performing. Um, somebody who hasn't been mentioned, I've gone for Stuart Hogg as well. Yeah, I was wondering uh, if he was going to pop up to be honest. Because, yeah, uh, I, I, that was my other Scott, that was my other Scott after a drop on the Merva. Yeah, yeah, another one wrapped there. Uh, Dupont, I think, um, we we said weeks ago that that he'll be one of the stars of the, the Six Nations. Um, and again, and I'm, I'm a Hamish Watson fan as well. I, I think Hamish Watson is is a very underrated player. How many is that? Uh, is that 10? <laughs> I haven't counted it. I think that's, do you know what, Neil? Ask me again after this coming weekend. That could end up being a different 10 altogether. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we'll revisit, revisit it on the, on the last week, shall we? Um, but, right. but the Lions makeup is changing all the time. So, so I'm guessing in a couple of weeks, you're going to ask us for our Lions 15 as well. Of course. <laughs> I better, I better right. book the next morning off work as well then. Yeah, that's it, <laughs> definitely. We have to get a few beers in for that one. It might take a while. 
Uh, right. So one final one from me then. Um, so you can nick a player from a nation to play for your nation. Who do you pick and why? Oh. Can we nick a back and a forward? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. One forward, one back. Um, I, I... oh, and the forward and back doesn't have to be from the same nation, by the way, right? But they can be from the same nation if you want, if you want them to be, they can be if you want them to be, they don't have to be, okay. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> I thought this would be a quicker one. <laughs> right. I would go, I would steal Mauro Toje, but right. I would play him as a six for France. Because we got our we got our lock center. We're mm. just missing that little dark horse fetcher, that little nagger. I would play him at six, right? Nice. Olive one seven, I'll do that eight, eight. I think right. we're just missing that one forward. Yeah. At the back, I will take Riz Demet because he's young and I will replace him for Teddy Toma. I think we're just short of a good, solid winger. Uh, maybe yeah. it's Riz Demet or Watson. We're just one short of a solid defensive yeah. and attacking winger. Good choices. What about yourself, Rob? Oh, can only have two. Can't have four or five. No, two. That's it. <laughs> oh. Um, oh. Honestly, if you're going to... Yeah, okay. I'll, uh, I'd have either of the two turns from France to replace well, uh, Sexton. Yeah. Right. Um, and then forwards. Ooh. Uh, it would be between Olivant and. Fa- yeah, probably Falatau. Yeah. Especially yeah. now. Especially now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we're all right everywhere else, to be honest. It's interesting. What about yourself, Dave? Do you know what? I think within about five to ten seconds of you mentioning what you said, Neil, you probably saw me writing down something on my bit of paper, and I wrote DuPont down. Yeah. I absolutely love that bloke. I think he is... Just sheer magic. Hang on a minute. You don't need a nine. You got five nines. You got six nines. We have a we have a saying. We have a saying at home. There's needing. There's greed. The Welsh must have about half a dozen. I'm not content with that. You want to be greedy and grab another bloody. Hey, we're rugby fans. It's share and share alike, isn't it? And I'd also. I'd also go for it, Toshé, as well, because Jake Ball is going back to Australia um, at the end of this season. Alan Wynn isn't too far away from calling it time at international level. Adam Beard is also a, a pretty decent lock, but that's an area where we're actually just that little bit short on at the moment. So it would be a, a Toshé for me when he's, when, when he's got his game head on, when he's not giving penalties away, I'd actually be prepared to take that risk with a Toje. Um, I've and... been impressed with Beard. I've, I, I like him. Mm. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know what? And I was thinking of some of the England back row like Curry, but at the moment we are so lucky that we're blessed with yeah. tips with, with, with Palato. Heaven forbid, you know, um, there's the, oh my God, his name escapes me. Dragons, uh, number eight. Um, bu- 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 bum, uh, oh, oh Moriarty, Ross Moriarty. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Rob. Ross, he's he's to come back in, in into the fray. So yeah, he didn't play you know, against Gloucester there on the weekend, did he? Yeah, yeah. He, he pulled out, I think, yeah. just before the, the start of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 you know, back row options. We're we're fine at. Um, but I'm going to be really greedy, Dupont, for me. You can play him at ten. He plays ten too. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, see, I, I looked at it as thinking our need for a new 10 was greater than anything else, to be honest. So that's why I went for it. And, and my bonus is that the guy that I went for could play for us. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, fair enough. Well, from an England point of view, or my point of view as an England fan, I guess it would have to be, for me, DuPont, I just think he's magic. 
Um, um, but I would have to go re-Samit. Is, oh, no, actually, that's two backs. Um, <laughs> in that case, I would go re-Samit just because, like Dave, I, I'm mystified by that young lad. He is so quick and just got such a good rugby head on it that he's going to be a superstar. I mean, he's getting there already, but um, him over DuPont, and then I would go... It's a difficult one. It's really difficult. So I would have to probably go for um, for Falatau as well. I mean, he's 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 just been you know something else this this tournament, and you know come back you know to, back I, to think, I think England miss George Cruz. They need a partner for Maro Atoji. They need a foil for Maro Atoji in the second row. Yeah. But I, I, if I was English, I'd be looking for someone like maybe James Ryan or or, or um, Adam Beard or or even Ian Henderson yeah. um, or Tyke Byrne and put him into the second Beard, row. Itoji combination must be deadly. All over the park, those two. Yeah. 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 The best second rows always come in pairs. They always come in pairs. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a fair yeah. point. That's a fair point. Actually, and, and, and you were talking there earlier, uh, Dave, about, uh, you mentioned about AJ, uh, Alan Wynn, maybe yeah. call it a day. Obviously, we've seen today that, that CJ's retiring yep. and going back to, to South Africa at the end of this year, end of yeah. the season. So, big blow for us. We have to replace him. And I, I was a little bit shocked about the announcement there, Rab, that he's he's calling it a day. But yeah, when you I'm think right. of other great players who have called it a day, he'll ever be remembered as an absolute beast of a player because yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you now, he's obviously a, a, a proud guy that didn't want to sort of be dropped or wasn't good enough to be selected again. And he's thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm finishing now. And what a what a way to finish! What a, what a what a great decision to fantastic decision for opposing teams in the <laughs> nicest possible way, but in 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 a, in a human way of of saying that he's he's quitting. I think on his terms, and he goes when he wants to go, not when other people think it's time for him to go. And I think that is really really something special. Man. Well, when I read his his statement. Um, in the on, on social media earlier, uh, I, that was the impression you got was his decision. He feels that it's right for him yeah. to go now. Um, but I, we were saying before you came up, we, I wouldn't be surprised if after a year of cooling his heels, that all of a sudden he decides to make a comeback. He's only thirty-one. Make a comeback yeah. for some one of the one of the Safa um, um, franchises, you know, and and come and knock seven bells at the Pro Fourteen all over again. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's his choice, you know. That's that's yeah. as it is. Um, you know, 50, 50 caps for Ireland. 150 odd for for monster and he's never given less than 100 percent every time he's pulled the shirt on so yeah. fair and he's, he's always been one of those players you know I, I speak to you know a lot of my mates especially when it's Wales Island time he's one of the first players that you look to see fingers crossed that hasn't made the team mm. never yeah. was he was he was always there and you think oh, God this could be a long afternoon because when he's on when he's on song he's on song is yeah. standard terrific player. Yeah, hell of a player. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, uh, I think that'll sort of bring us to get bring us uh, all together for this week, gents. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. Unless anyone's got anything else to add, um, uh, hopefully see you all next week for the uh, the final roundup of the. Uh, oh, not next week. Sorry, week after next. Obviously, when the games are all finished. Um, and uh, yeah, um, thank you very much for coming on. And uh, yeah, Hang on. Are the games the games are this weekend, aren't they? I thought there was... Oh, no, so that's the France game I'm thinking of, isn't it? It's this weekend, yeah. yeah the Sorry. Games this weekend, no. then we've got France-Scotland week France after. France-Scotland yeah. the Friday after, that's right. Yeah. Ah, that's right. Well, Dom will have to cut this bit out so I don't look stupid. He? He definitely <laughs> won't. He definitely Sorry. won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> for the bloopers. No, for the bloopers. Excellent. Well, well, yeah, we'll catch up again next time. And, um, yeah, it's been a pleasure once again. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Good Cheers, Neil. Yeah. All the best. Nice Cheers, one. Damien. Good luck Saturday. Enjoy Thank yourself. You have a good Enjoy the rugby. Cheers, Dave. Have a good one. Cool. See you later. Oh, cheers, Rob. Good luck. Bye, guys. Cheers, lads.